the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Brewers makes the catch, ties the head, is he in? Yes, and your biggest heartbreaks. For the first time in program history, Charlotte beats a Power 5 opponent. Club lit indeed. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The Smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. Team Week continues. We got ACC Media Days this week, but we're also talking about the Charlotte 49ers. 49er fans, they got mad at us being in the city, not leading off Team Week with the 49ers. But hey, man, they had to iron out the details, make sure we got all the wrinkles out, and we're all good to go now. We're hitting our stride. We got the intros ready to go. We know the format that we want to go with. We're going to have some guests lined up for you a little bit later this week. So we're off and running with Team Week. My question first, though, for all the 49er fans that are listening, by the way, I wanted to know if it was okay to include the club lit sounder. Is that a bad taste for 49ers fans? Or is that something we can't embrace because it did put the school on the map for quite some time? It got Will Healy a lot of publicity. Going on Jim Rome, talking about it with Paul Feinbaum. I mean, nationally, it was Quite the storyline when Will Healy put on the Norm the Niner head, went shirtless, and was being carried around by his team because they would win games and then go throw up club lit in the locker room. Should that be a bad taste or is that okay to still embrace? Wes, Fitty, what are, you, uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think it's bad. I think I you can so either. I think you can still embrace it. What about you, Fitty? Can we embrace that? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think that um, Biff Pogey would embrace it. <laughs> um, That's a good point. But I think for Team Week, we should embrace it. And some many breaking news for Team Week. College game day will be back in Charlotte for the season opener between South Carolina and North Carolina. Oh, that's going to be a lot okay. of fun. Yeah, we can get to that later on. Great. But that's big time. There was, uh, um, I think, a Colin Thompson report that you had in the fishbowl where you interrupted us putting the show together. <laughs> And then we just had to, you know, move on. Yeah, right you don't want to turn into the boy who cried wolf, no, man. You but, start telling us breaking news and we ignore you. But that was appropriate. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, you for that. All right, let's talk <laughs> about the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, recent history, that's how we lead off each team week feature. ECU, App State, now Charlotte. Recent history, well, it's not been kind. And I don't think 49er fans expected that. Once Will Healy took this program to a bowl game, going 7-6, and six, the best record in Charlotte history, Will Healy's first full year coaching the team. So Will Healy takes over. They go 7-6. and six. They lose, but they do go to the Bahamas Bowl, which was a historic moment within this young program's history. Next year, all the COVID stuff happens. You go 2-4. and four. They only played six total games. There were only a couple of other college football teams, Wes, that got hit as hard schedule-wise as the Charlotte 49ers did because of COVID canceling games. And this would happen, too, Right up to the moment they were supposed to board the bus. We would have we'd have Georgia State. I believe that game got canceled because of something going on with Georgia State's program. Same thing with Charlotte. Right before they would make the trip, we would get the news, hey, no game this weekend. Sorry, but it's just not going to happen. So they only played six games, and they just weren't able to bounce back from that. In 2021, you could hear a couple of the highlights in the intro. They beat Duke. 
they get their first ever win over a Power 5 opponent in program history. That eventually led to David Cutcliffe's firing. It was a big-time win for the Charlotte 49ers squad, and they only win five games. They don't even become bowl eligible after what was a very good start to the season. And then last year, it became untenable, Wes. Three and nine, and two of those wins came in the last four games from Pete Rosamondo, who did a great job as the interim coach taking over for Will Healy after he was fired just eight games into his last season. So you made the joke, right? I'll go ahead and say it to the Niner fans. It's fine. We know what it is. You made the joke during the intro. You were trying to act as Brad Nessler. The historic losing for Charlotte 49ers program. Look, that's how it has been, at least, the last three seasons. I do believe Biff Pogey can get this thing back on track, but to talk about the recent history, it's been tough sled in the last three years. Yeah, it definitely has been, man. And so you felt really good about what Will Healy had going as far as the whole club lit thing and uh, the game that they actually qualified to be in a bowl game. Your boy was working the sidelines that day. So that was a pretty cool moment. Oh, that is cool. I was probably down that. there too. I don't yeah, think I saw it. was, man. You probably ignored me. No, you probably ignored me. Don't you do yeah. it. You're too big time. You missed your college football uh, yes. i just try to be yeah so no it, it, it it's disappointing too because charlotte is one of the programs that i cheer for outside of wake forest i always want to see them do well and you just want to see them get the talent i mean defensively they have been struggling uh to put a big time unit out there you've got uh coach Poggi already getting into it with the uh, app state fans and things like that or app state coaches so uh it, it, it's lit though i like what he's bringing to the table as far as the bravado that Coach Poggi is bringing. He wants to bring a winning mentality, players that come from winning programs. Michigan's been winning as much as anybody. So I think for any new coach, that's the first thing that they have to bring to the table is trying to change that culture. I mean, they're 38-74 and 74 all time. They've had eight seasons in the FBS. And then the most disappointing thing is that Charlotte fans, I mean, you want to get upset with me, if you will, on a text line. I, I really don't get <clears throat> Don't really care about that because look at that home record, 23 and 32. And the big reason is the fans aren't coming out and supporting like they need to because they want to wait for the 49ers to start uh, winning before they show their support. You watch a lot of games, empty stands, and that's not going to attract a lot of recruits. They're 15 and 41 on the road. But like I said, that home record, man, you got to start there. You've got to protect your house. And so historically, that stadium, I know it's very young, but it's not a very daunting place for teams to come and play I think you start to change the culture one with that trying to create an atmosphere at home I hope they can do that this year a little bit of the chicken or the egg combo with what needs to happen first do the 49er fans need to show up to the home stadium in order to ensure some of these victories or do they need to start winning and then the fans will come I am more of the one that believes in the latter just a little bit because this is the task at hand, man. Like, it's not like Charlotte is unique in this way. If you lose and you lose historically for your first eight seasons of your program's history, except for the one time that you had one game above 500 of a winning record, then it's going to be tough. And I've seen the fans turn out. When there is exciting football, and we had it. We did have some exciting football in 2019, and we had it in the first half of 2021. They got off to a 4-2 and start, and they only won one other game in the second half of that 2021 season, which is why it was so disappointing. So I've seen the fans show out. It just doesn't happen as much. And then when you go to a 1-7 start last year, it's going to be really tough to try to make up on the back half of it. I do think that there is some breath of fresh air with Biff Pogey taking over. You do have what is the complete opposite of Will Healy and Biff Pogey. 
and I think the defense is going to be the complete opposite. They're not going to be finishing number one. They're not going to be among the top defensive units in all of college football. But Wes, any problems with this team in the last few years, you have to start with the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it has been as bad of a defensive unit year after year as you could possibly imagine. Let's go back to even 2021. I'll start with the five and seven season talking about this defense. I mean, they only allowed 28 points to Duke. They only allowed 10 and then 20 the first three games of the season. But then they allowed 39. They allowed 24 to Illinois, actually a decent mark. 33 to FIU. 38, 45, 24. They end the season allowing 42, 49, and 56 all in conference games. Did it get better in 2022? Hell no, it didn't. You look at the beginning of the season, they allow 43 immediately. They did not allow an opponent to score less than 40 points until you allowed 34 on the road to UAB, and that was week seven. That was game seven before anybody didn't get to 40 on you. It was as bad as it could possibly get, (laughs) and this is why I'm very excited to just see a defense that won't bleed nearly as much. Biff Pogey coming over, controlling the football, not allowing the opposing offense to get in a rhythm and allowing your defense to breathe a little bit. I think that's the biggest improvement we're going to see from a first year head coach. Yeah, I think so. And so and uh, let me correct you. They, Charlotte 49ers in their program's history, they have 39 wins and 24 at home. Uh, but regardless, like I said, it's going to start with the defense, as you said. That's why he wants to uh, keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? He wants to come out and run the football, get his quarterback, whoever that may be, acclimated to the offense, slow the game down just a little bit or speed the game up, so to speak, by controlling the clock and defensively bringing in the size and bringing in guys that can really try to turn this thing around. Because defensively, man, when you look at this thing, you cannot get by putting up the numbers that they did dead last. I mean, they almost, they gave up a 40-burger pretty much every game. They <laughs> averaged so bad. They gave up 39.4 uh. points per game. And so that's not what you want to see, especially when your offense is ninth and only scoring 24 points per game. So I think they've done a lot of work with all of the transfers. Good Lord. I mean, guys probably uh, had to wear name tags everywhere they went just so the coaches could recognize who was who. But this is how you start a program. This is how you change the culture. And he's definitely wanting to build this program on physicality. 980 number said Charlotte alumni here. 2011. Crib. Four years later. Appreciate you. (laughs) Will Healy had everything going except play calling, recruiting, and discipline. All of Will Healy's success came from Lambert's recruits. The most disappointing thing about Healy was the recruiting, as he is supposed to be a player's coach. Biff has already turned that around. I've said it a million times. Could not be more of the truth right there. 100%. Will Healy... He gave off an aura where you thought he was going to be getting talent in left and right. And it just didn't happen. And that was his calling card when he came in. 100%. I mean, you had guys that were transferring in. You had some talent. I mean, I think the best recruit he probably ever had as far as hindsight, as far as somebody really working out for him, was Elijah Spencer, who is now playing for Minnesota's football program. And he was very good. But you can't just hit on the one guy that turns out to be some kind of star. 
every single offseason, Will Healy would bring in a quarterback to compete with Chris Reynolds and to be their guy, and they would lose every single time. I think that speaks a lot to Chris Reynolds. I think that speaks a lot to the eye of a quarterback that Will Healy just didn't have. Brett Keene didn't work out. Evan Sheriffs didn't work out. When you try, uh, I think that was Brad Lambert, if I'm not mistaken. But even a James Foster, former four-star, man, didn't work out for James Foster either. So it, the QB situation is going to be fascinating coming into this year, but also so is just the identity of this football team. Can you get back to running effectively? Can you get back to stopping other teams from scoring 40 on you? I hope that is the case because then you can see a nice foundation built and you already are having a lot more talent. This is a football program that can bring in talent. He mentioned right there that text did Brad Lambert did. I mean, we can go back to, I'll live in some Charlotte 49er nostalgia here, Okay, but we had guys that would get invites to NFL training camps quite a bit. You could go to an Alan Barnwell or even a Khalif Phillips, one of the best like running backs. Khalif Phillips. Khalif Phillips was a man, dude. Yeah, like I he was, him. he was fantastic. Got an invite to Green Bay's training camp. You can go to Austin Duke, who yep. was very good, had some love with Carolina, did a pretty good job in training camp. Ogan Joby, Highsmith. Those guys were recruited by Brad Lambert. And so now I think when Biff Pogey comes back in, you can point to it's not without precedent, right? That's the point I'm trying to make. You can get some really exciting guys in this program. And so once they're able to do that and then the play calling is there and then the discipline is there. I'm ready. I'm excited. Like, I, Look, everybody's going to be amped up for a new coach after it didn't work out the previous three seasons, but I, I think there is real reason. It, it's not just fanaticism as to why I feel good. I think there's some real evidence to point to and say, this is why Charlotte is trending upward. Yeah, and it's going to be a brick-by-brick brick method because when you talk about recruiting, if we want to go year-by-year year with that, over the last four years, 2020, 2020 was their highest-rated recruiting class at 71 other than that, over the last four years, the highest rated class was 108 or lower. That's according to 24-7 sports. And so they've got to infuse some talent in there. And it's going to be – it's not going to be a quick, easy fix method for Coach Pogey, but he's done a good job so far uh, with the out with the old, in with the new approach. And it's just going to take year by year for them to build that talent back up because it just doesn't look like there's a lot there. All right, I'm excited. Team Week, Charlotte 49ers, it's off and roll. We appreciate you listening. That was the recent history. We look ahead to the offensive unit tomorrow. Defensively, we'll take a look at this squad. We'll also sprinkle in some guests here and there. Should be a lot of fun talking about the Charlotte 49ers all week long. Really, college football dominated this week. It's right up your alley, Wes. Yes, we got a lot of college football coming your way. It's about that time, baby.